0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Let me give you this scripture that we've been walking through. The assignment, the final instruction, has not changed. From the beginning until the end of this message, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. He's in heaven. You're on earth. Now let your good works shine. Oh, you got some messed up stuff, baby. You got some issues. You have some serious issues. And God knows this. That's why he made a distinction. Let your, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, let your good works shine. They, they, they see your mess. You know your mess. But God said, I'm asking you to do this for me. Let your good works shine before them so that they can see what you're doing. And this going to bring me glory. I get the glory out of this. So from here on out, going into this new year, you've got to make a resolve, a resolution in your heart. You're not going to cuss them out. You're not going to act ugly. You're not going to call somebody else and talk about them. Because God's going to do us some correctioning this year. You might find yourself in a a silly position because you've been silly. You might end up talking about somebody who forgot to to hang the phone up and they'd have heard your whole conversation. (laughs) God's going to expose you because that's the only way he can correct you. He's been leading. He's been prompting. He's been guiding, but you won't follow. So he's left to only do one other thing. Bring the correction. You cannot go into this new year like you came out of the old. Some things going to have to stay in the old year. you got to make a resolve in your heart. I'm not bringing you into my new season. You can't go here with me. You hindered me long enough. So I made a resolve in my heart That you can't go. You will not have dominion over me this year. I'm not going. I'm not having it. I'm trusting him to work everything out for my good. So I'm moving forward with God. I know my purpose is to act like him. And I'm going to step into the assignment that he's given me. I'm not going to be worried about me, mine and what he's doing in my life, because he has me. He got me. So all I've got to do, pay attention to the assignment and move to the next level. One way you're going to be able to act like God and stay on your assignment is something that's very, very important. I told you last time that you're going to need some grace. Now, it's not just you needing grace, but the people who you got a witness to or the people that you are assigned to will need grace. What is grace? I'm glad you asked. Getting something you didn't deserve. That's what grace is. How many of you want grace? Everybody wants grace. If you don't want to know that when your light bill come up to you and they say they're going to cut it off, you need some grace. When they say, when you can't meet that, that car payment and when you can't meet that house note, you need some grace. When you messed up on your mate or you messed up and acted fool on somebody you love, you need some grace. You need some grace. Most marriages would be all right if you act like God in that marriage and extend some grace. Well, he hurt me. There you go. You've gotten out of your purpose. You've gotten out of what God called you to. God called you to act like him, not act like you. That person messed up. They hurt you. You know what they need? They need grace. And you're supposed to act like God. But, Pastor, it hurt. Yeah, it hurt. But you're supposed to act like God. Stay in your purpose. Don't get out of your purpose because they hurt you. Your assignment is to get that person to live a better life. Pastor, I didn't sign up for this. You married him. You signed your name on the line. So you did sign up for it. And I don't know who this is for, but I'm going to keep on it. I'm going to say it, and then we'll go on to my next step. But that person is your assignment now. Well, I didn't know they were like, yes, you did. You knew they was just like that. They were messed up when you met them. You thought you could change them. Now you're mad because you can't. And they are still your assignment. But Pastor, I can let them go. I can divorce them. Oh, really? In the beginning, it was not so. God only allowed it, divorce, because of the hardness of your heart. Yeah, boy. I told God this morning, God, you can move prophetically however you want to. I saw him grab the, the praise team, and now I'm, I'm feeling him grab a hold of me because some of y'all need to hear this. You know, this is a counseling session. I need to get in your head because you're not acting like him. You're not acting like God at all. You need to repent. All right. You got that one right. All right. But watch this. But he gives what? More grace. Because they messed up, they humble themselves. You know what they qualify for? More grace. You don't hear this. But he give more grace. Wherefore, he said, God resists the proud, but he give grace to the humble. If that person stop fighting against God, and humble themselves, God gives them some more grace. You hear me? While you being mad that they hurt you, God is extending them more grace. Grace is the ability to be able to act like God or to handle your situations like God in a situation. In other words, when you're not acting like God, you know what? Now God has forgiven them because they humble themselves. Now God gives them more grace to overcome your stupidity. Because you hurt. You don't want to let go. They repented under God's grace, humbled themselves, and God said, you know what? Because they're acting a nut, I need to give you some more grace to be able to deal with them. Not only are you hurt by dealing with me, but now I've got to give you more grace to deal with them. All right, let's keep moving. Not only will grace what you're going to need to be able to help people. Because watch this. Don't move just yet. Since you have moved, don't move. All right. There are going to be some people that you're going to run into on your jobs in the grocery store that will become your assignment. And you know what they're going to need? They're going to need some Grace getting something they didn't deserve. Everybody has let them down. Everybody knows they're doing good. Everybody knows that they've been this and they've been that. And you know this. So what God wants you to do as an assignment is to be able to extend some grace to these people. You can think about somebody that you don't like or who have hurt you. God says that's your assignment. I need you to extend some grace. I need you to act like me. He said, I didn't come to save the righteous." But the sinners, the folks who messed up, the folks that you've been cussing out, that you've been talking about, who can't get their act together, you need to give them some grace. Give them something that they don't deserve. And they're going to look at you and wonder, what is it that's going on with you? Why why are you being nice to me? Why are you trying to pray for me and bless me? Why, Why are you concerned about me? Because you are acting like God. He's concerned about them. You know what? I'm going to tell you the truth. There are some people on death row that God's concerned about. He's concerned about them. Even on death row, that's how your God is. That's why, that's why he wants you to be in purpose and to act like him. Don't give up on people so easy. They didn't give up on you. You weren't always like you are. And hopefully, you're going to get better than what you are. Watch this. Not only are you going to need some grace, but only the humble. Humility means, watch this, the willingness to surrender your will, your opinion, and your views. That's when you humble yourself. You're not thinking about what you're trying to get out of it. You're not thinking about your views or your opinions. It's not selfish. So when you get to these people on your assignment and you extend them some grace, you're not worried about what you think about them, your views about what they did wrong. You surrender your will to God and allow God's grace to manifest. In other words, it's unmerited. They didn't do nothing to deserve it. Matter of fact, they shouldn't even get it. But because you're acting like God, you go the extra mile with that person. That is your assignment. Amen? All right, watch this. Not only do you need grace, but you're going to need a little bit of mercy. Now, here's a big one. This is where we're getting started at this week mercy. Remember, I just told you about grace. Grace is getting something you don't deserve, mercy. It's just the opposite. Not getting what you deserve. Let it sink in. Not getting what you deserve. Let's take that little situation in that marriage. You went outside your marriage. You act a plum fool. According to the law, you and her or him and you should be stoned to death. In other words, you should die for what you did. You low-down dirty rascal. You broke covenant. You violated the agreement. You deserve to die. When a person goes to court and the judge and the jury finds them guilty, they are fearful, they are afraid, they know nothing else to do but to throw themselves on the mercies of the court. God, don't give me what I deserve. That's mercy. That's mercy. When you messed up, when you sin, you deserve to go to hell. But God is not willing to give you what you deserve. He's demonstrating to you how he wants you to act. So on your assignment, not only are you to walk in grace, but you are to walk in mercy. If they cuss you out, because the way this thing is designed, you're going to be around some heathens because you've been called to win them over. We want to come to church and witness to the folks in church. No, baby, your assignment is waiting on you. Mm-hmm. They've already made their mind of what they're going to tell you. They already know how they're going to handle you. And you have to change because you've been in church. You've been saved. You can't do what they do. You're going to look like a nut trying to, curse to out-curse them. Really? How can you out-curse a sinner? You the fool? They're going to say something that's going to rock your world. You're going to be crying before it's over with. they going to talk about your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, and your little kid. So don't even go there with them. They have no restraints. You hear me? So you can't fight like they fight. For the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pulling down the strongholds. You can't do what they do. Mm-mm. You got to walk in grace and mercy. So what? She took your husband. Uh-oh. I heard that. <laughs> Let him keep it. No. You that's your <laughs> 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 Let me move to my next message. <laughs> I'm not going to even cross that one, all right? Uh, I will deal with you later, all right? <laughs> so you're going to have a problem bringing them back. Uh huh. I hear it. I right. hear <laughs> it. you keep them. Anyway, mercy. Watch this from Jude chapter 20, verse uh, 20 through 24. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. You hear this? Baby, you're going to have to learn how to pray in the Holy Ghost. hmm There are some things you're not going to be able to handle on this assignment without being built up on the inside. You're going to have to spend some time praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, Pastor, I don't know what I'm saying. You don't need to. All you need to know is the results that come in afterwards. So this assignment that you're on, whether it's your husband or your wife, how much time you spend praying in the Holy Ghost. You're trying to handle this thing on your own, and you're trying to pray in your natural. Well, your natural prayer is selfish. But when you start praying in the Holy Ghost, Then you start praying in your own spiritual language that God has given you to communicate with him that surpasses your understanding but allow God to manifest in you the power that you're going to need to handle this situation. Many of you are at fault and faltering in your situation because you're not praying in the Holy Ghost. But you're on an assignment. You want to be busy for God. You want to do this. But you're not ready. You're not equipped. You're not believing. You're not doing what he told you to do praying in the Holy Ghost. And await the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. The same God who's going to bring you eternal life is the same God who wants you to walk in mercy. Don't give him what he deserved. Don't give her what she deserved. Give her Christ. Bring her to eternal foundation, to eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourself safe in God's love. God, I know you don't understand this, what he's saying. He said, but when you start to act like me, you're going to keep yourself from sin. You're going to keep yourself in God's love. Let me tell you the truth. The the real secret is that the love of God restrains you or constrains you. So you can't do what you want to do because of your love relationship for God. I'm going to ask you a hard question. How many of you in here really love God? Baby, there are some things that you can't do no more. If you really love Him, if you really love Him like you say you do, the love of Christ ought to constrain you. You ought to have some self-discipline. You ought not be able to do what you used to do. Because of your love for Him. You know what? I used to tell myself, I could mess up on my wife and probably get away with it. Of course, she's going to say, I can't. But (laughs) I could sneak and hide and get away. I have a business. Maybe my business is calling me out of town. And I've got to go out of town for today or tomorrow because the kids have to go to school. You, You can't go with me. I would love for you to go with me. I'm going to be so lonely without you. But here's some money. Take care of the kids. Take care of the groceries. Whatever you need to do. I'll be back tomorrow or the next day. Now I can go and get on the plane with this chick on the side. You see the picture? And because of the enemy, he's deceived me to make me think. I've gotten away, my wife don't know nothing. And the truth is, she may not know nothing. Oops. In my deception, I have deceived myself. I took my eyes off him. The one to whom I have to do. Deception, deceit, missing the mark, missing the assignment. I don't mean to turn it into a marriage session, but I I feel like somebody really needs to hear this. Deception is deception. The love of Christ constrains us. Watch this. Not only does you want God's mercy, but you gotta be willing to handle the people that are close to you. Next slide. And show, and you must show mercy to those who are, watch this, whose faith is wavering. Listen to this, you're on assignment. You got to show mercy to the people whose faith is wavering. They're about to give up. They're about to quit. They lost hope for any future life. They're about to stop. And you got to give them some mercy. They don't need you coming to them, beating them down about what they did wrong. They know they were wrong. And they're about to quit this faith because Christians are the only somebody that devour. The babes. Bible asks, why do you bite and devour one another? You're supposed to be Christ-like. You're supposed to act like me. But when somebody messes up, you're the first to take a bite out of crime. And God said, I need you to show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others. Now he's giving you somebody. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. There are some people who are headed to judgment that you've got to go after. You have to rescue them. When you see people on your job or in the grocery store or some of your kids, your children, your family, your loved ones who are headed towards the flame, you've got to pray to God by the Holy Ghost that He's going to show you how to rescue them from the destruction. So your assignment's not about you. It's about others. And he goes on. Show mercy still to others. Say, I'm not through with this yet. Still to others, but do so with great caution. Hating the sins that contaminate their lives. When you're out there in the world on an assignment, you got to watch the people that you're hanging with. Because people have a way of making sin look so good that you want to get it. How many of y'all drank this, this Christmas? Don't raise your hands. You just took your little sip of wine. You drank your little alcohol. You did your homemade wine. There wasn't nothing wrong with that pastor. It didn't show, wasn't it, wasn't Some of y'all was forced to drink. You didn't really want it. But they kept telling you, so you did it. Taste it. Yeah, taste it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mind was set that you're going to act like God. Well, Jesus made wine for him. How much did he drink? How much did he drink? (laughs) Now, what you want is excuses. Because you hang around them, you want to be like them. Well, God called you to be like him. There's some things that you just can't do no more. Well, Pastor, I can't drink no more. I'm not saying you can't drink. But what I'm saying is that if there's people around you who are going to shipwreck their faith because of your liberty, you should not drink. If you hang hanging around people who are getting busy, you know, doing what they what they do, and, and they look enticing to you you, you, you need to get away from them. Because you're not prayed up enough in the Holy Ghost to stop it. Let me keep going. Now, all glory to God who is able to keep you from. Only way you're not gonna fall is that God's grace keep you. Now, all glory to God who is able to keep you from falling, falling away, and that's what's going on in this church these days. If you go to churches nowadays you're going to see a lot of people falling. Falling away from the faith. They're giving up. They're quitting. They don't see the importance of church no more. They're tired of going to church. Falling away. The apostasy of the faith. That's what's happening now. The only thing that's going to keep you from falling away is that you get on assignment and start to act like God. And will bring you with great joy unto his glorious presence without a single fault. All your issues, how can God bring you into his glory without a fault? How can he do that? He's overlooking the mess that you're doing wrong. And that's deep. That's another message. Watch this. Let me hurry up and get you out of here. Watch this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 says, dear brothers and sisters, If another believer is overcome by a sin, some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back into the right path. This is your assignment. If that person you know mess up, it is your responsibility to gently and humbly bring that person back to the right path That's your assignment. And be careful not to fall into the same temptations yourself. See, sometimes we judge people. We be so hard on people. What if your assignment is your mate? And your mate messed up. Do you have enough grace and mercy to let that thing go? Because that's what God wants you to be able to do. And try to restore that person back to health, Back to where they're supposed to be with God back to be on the right side of God so that they can stop condemning themselves. Because you don't know it. Sin has a way of condemning you. If any of you ever messed up before and you have a relationship with God, how did you feel? Did you feel bad about the sin because you were designed to feel bad about the sin? You're not supposed to feel good about sin. And because you feel bad about it, the Bible comes in and says, God knows your heart and knows all things. So you can stop condemning yourself because God's not condemning you. So you got to consider yourself and be careful not to fall into the same temptation. You being hard on somebody else only opens you up for the devil to attack you. You hear me? You understand me? Stop being judgmental. Stop being so hard on people and show people some grace and mercy because that's what you're going to want when you messed up. I told you all about that time when I messed up and she kept wrecking the cars. I got so mad at my wife. I'm not going to put you on a tricycle from here on out. <laughs> not even a two-wheel, a tricycle. You know, that's the way i got the three wheels on. I was hard on my wife, very hard. No compassion, no grace, no mercy. Jumped in the car and rolled down the street, and boy, I couldn't stop that car, and it crum- and I ran in the back of somebody, towed the car, towed it, messed it all the way up. It was an unaccounted police officer that I ran into. She had to just remind me of it. <laughs> that was even worse, wasn't it? That was God just really put my face in it. You were so hard on your wife. I was fussing at her about You don't never pay attention. You need to stop driving like this. You need to stop being in a hurry every time you go somewhere. Go somewhere on time. You need to da 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 Boom. I jumped in the car ran down the street, and this dude stopped in front of me. And I couldn't stop. That steering wheel... Wouldn't we'll come back. I was acting like an airplane. I was pulling that bad boy back, and that wouldn't go back for nothing. Couldn't get that nose up on that thing for nothing. Next thing I knew, I was running right in the back of the dude. And he jumped out of the car. He said, man, it really ain't your fault, because the dude in front of me stopped. And I had not hit my brakes. Maybe I should have bumped him a little bit, and you would be off the hook. All this if and any would have, should have, could have, was nothing. I had towed his car up. And then all his sergeants and everything came around. And I'm up there looking like a fool. And all I was concerned with, what am I going to say to Miss Sophia? (laughs) I didn't care if they, they didn't even give me a ticket right then. I was so upset, so disappointed. They felt sorry for me. I'm here, I am driving this old smoking car back to the house. (laughs) Up in the driveway. I go in like a whoop puppet. I was so messed up. Why? Why did I feel so bad? Because I was so hard on her. I needed grace. I needed mercy to extend to her. And when I withheld it, look at me. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Stop being hard on folks. That ain't God. And you were designed to act like God. Yeah, your asylum is going to get on your nerves sometime. That's why you got to act like God. You get on his nerves sometime. But he still acts like God. For he said, I change not. Next slide. Verse number. That wasn't in one, but anyway. All right. Jesus came and told his disciples. They didn't skip all the way to the end. That ain't the one I want. Anyway, all right, they're trying to make me get out of here. I said I was gonna be on time. I'm sorry, on time. They're helping me, I guess. I remember Galatians by a heart almost. All right, Matthew. Go back, go on, go on, you'll mess up. Go on back. Or maybe I messed up. If I can give you a slide, all right, go back. All right, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And this is the theme scripture where we operate from our church. Okay? This is the the assignment that God has placed on all of us. This is the vision that Christ had. And as a church, I would not change his vision, what he had called us to do. And this is what we do. Jesus came and taught his disciples. I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, I need you to go and make disciples. Make these folks disciplined. Teach these folks what I've taught you. Go and make disciples of all nations, all nationalities of people. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments that I have given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Baby, this is what God is calling us to do. you got to go and make disciples of people. These people on your jobs, make disciples. Your husband, your wife. Make disciples of them. How? By teaching them to observe the thing that God told you to observe. Extend some mercy, extend some grace to them. Show them what it's like to be like God. Because that's who they got to answer to. They should have to answer to you. Miss King didn't I have to answer to Miss King when I got back to the house because I had answered to God. When I saw Miss King, I was already on a conviction. I was already messed up, toe up. She did not come in and beat me down. Uh-huh, see that? You talking about me? She didn't say none of that. She left me alone with God. <laughs> and that was more than enough. <laughs> I remember one time when my grandmama, she had this little bad thing while she would, she get mad at you, she'd come in, I'm just going to lightly do you, okay, and put her fist in your head and snatch it off. It didn't hurt so bad, but it hurt your feelings. And she did that to me one time when I was young, and I balled my fist back at my grandma. And she looked at me, and she turned around. My grandma had this little cute princely walk, and she just walked back to her room, and when she got back there, I thought she was going to get this little Dutch gun that she had. <laughs> but she went back there, yes, one of those, you know got two shooters on top, shoot two times anyway, all right but <laughs> When she went back there, she hadn't came back in so long, so I tried to go back to see where was she was going. She always keep a little door cracked a little bit. And so I, re- and she was on her knees in this little chair, bowed down with her little Bible open, telling God on me. Really? She told God on me. That hurt me more than she could have shot me with that little, little gun. I probably was going to survive that better than her telling God on me. Because he grabbed me by the little nap of my neck and brought me to repentance. I hated that more than anything. And I realized that same feeling when I messed up with Miss King and I messed around and, and it was hard on her and God just showed me. People can hurt you now by bringing you to me. Baby, you can get back at that person Better. By bring them to God for vengeance is mine said the Lord I will repay them you have no reason to act like you've been acting when he called you to act like him some stuff you're going to have to let go was that my last slide I have to ask y'all I got one more Watch this. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And they that win it soul is wise. Baby, when you win this person over to the Lord, you are wise. It takes wisdom. You can't just go at it and think it's just gonna happen. It has to be, I told you all for this new year, our word is intentional. You're going to have to be intentional about what you're doing. You're going to have to go into this situation knowing that you could get your feelings hurt. You're going to have to go into it intentionally knowing that it could backfire on you. But you're going to act like God no matter what, and you're going to trust him with the outcome. Every person in here, I want you to start looking for your assignment. And I pray that if you don't find your assignment, that your assignment find you. Thank you for listening to our Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.